Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. To take my two sons to be slaves. Elijah said to her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what do you have? Or what have you of sale value in your house? She said, your handmaiden has nothing in the handmaiden said, I have nothing except I got a jar of oil. Then he said, go around and borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not a few. Or get as many as you can. And set them aside, each one. When it's full. So this, when it comes in, shut it down, pour it out. She went from him and shut the door upon herself and her sons who brought to her the vessels as she poured the oil. When the vessels were all full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said in her, there is not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Then she came and told the man of God, And he said, go sell the oil, I pray, and pay your debt. You and your sons live on the rest. In verse 1, and go back to verse 1, when I read this, I didn't get it. She said she had a need. She said she had a problem. In verse 2, it started making sense to me. Then God said this to me. I said, what am I, what's this text? I said, I don't even, I, then I found out the other day what it was all about. I don't know, it's a weird text. He said, tell them they got enough oil in their house. It's okay. What does that mean? He said, you go tell them there's oil in their house for everything they need and everything they're going to face. Symbolic of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Whatever you face... This year, you're going to have enough in you to overcome. And sometimes in life, this, this was said, there's oil in your house. Not just your physical house, but God's spiritual house for you to come and get poured into with what you're going to need to face this year. Six points I grabbed, they're all for you. We're going to take them and run with them. We're going to give you some stuff, and then we're going to take communion together. Point number one, here it is. Write it down. Don't ever forget it. You know it, but you got to know what? God cares about your need more than you ever know. And he's already presented supply for your need before it showed up. Now, here's the thing about God. The other day, I I was like, God, how come things don't look like they're finished? He goes, because I'm not done yet. So you need to write that down. That's a little bunny trail. Things should be finished by now. Things should have happened by now. Things should have changed by now. Family restoration should have happened by now. This should have happened by now. And I asked him, I said, God, how come it seems like so many things take too long and they seem like they're prolonged, they seem like they go on forever? He goes, if it isn't finished, I'm not finished with it yet. Sometimes you want to go meddle in your hands. I was kidding with them in the morning service and said, you know when mom was cooking, she don't want nobody in the kitchen? Because she's putting stuff in there and you think you're a cook, you know you're going to go in there Going there, hey, let me put a little of this or let me put a little of that. What do they do? They kick you out of the kitchen. Why? Because you might just put something in there she don't want in there and jack the whole thing up. Come on, somebody, right? 
Mama don't want you putting your hands in the stuff till it's finished. Why? Because you might mess it up and not come out right. Amen. I got news for you in Jesus. There are some things you've been trying to put your hand in. He was smacking your hand. Get your hand out of there. I ain't done this thing yet. Come on. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't your battle. It's mine. I'll take care of it. Might not be in your timing, but I got you. Amen. Remember this, no matter what need you have this year, he's going to meet your needs. Don't worry about it. Because what did he say to her? He said, what do you need of me? That's Jesus to you. What do you need of him? Come on, man. So many times we put this on our shoulders, but he wants you to put it on his. When's the last time you told God what you need? I'm talking transparently. So many times we want to carry burdens we were never designed to carry. So the Bible says, cast your care for he cares upon you. How many burdens you carrying are not yours? How many things are you carrying you shouldn't be carrying? You just, who cares for you? The Lord cares for you. Cast your care upon him for he cares for you. So just write it down. I got to remember that this year when I see needs. Remember, this, what did I tell you? There's enough oil in your house. There's enough supply of God's presence in your life to overcome everything you're going to face and every obstacle you have. I promise you that's true. Because when I get done reading this, I'm going to show you this. Number two, write this down. Write them down quick because we're going, what you have is enough to get you what you need. So many times we limit our ability because we think it's just our ability showing up. I don't have, what did he say to her? He said, what do you have? She said, what? I don't got nothing. At least she had enough common sense to say what? I got a vessel of oil, but what's that going to do? Sounds like the two loaves and fish. Sounds like Peter over here. Sounds like James over there, right? I don't, I'm not enough to face this thing. I got news for you. If you got a little bit, a little bit will go a long way. Come on. Right? What, what do you have? What you have is enough that can get you what you need. That's, a, that's always what happens, too. Even financially, we'll see that, right? Like, I don't have enough. No, if you use what you got right, it'll get you what you want. Because God will never leave you without ability to produce something. What do you mean? I don't understand it. Well, I don't have enough. You got more than enough. If you take what you need and multiply it and use it, it will grow. You just can't hide it. Pour that oil out. How many times do we not want to pour the oil out because there might not be enough? We hold on to the oil, right? We hold on to the little bit we got because we're what? We're kind of nervous that if we give away the little we got, we ain't going to have no more. I got news for you with God. Once you start pouring out, he can pour in. That's every day. What about your life? When's the last time you started sharing your life with other people, but now you've been holding back the oil because I ain't got enough to give out? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't need another relationship to pour into, and it's going to be a waste. No, 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 no. You got to take your life and pour it into somebody else. Some of you got church hurt. You got life hurt. You got this hurt. You got that hurt. You made an investment in people, and it looked like, man, I poured out my life. Ain't nobody care. God's seen your oil. You had church, and you did all this church work, and then I know how church is. Church, forget about you. God didn't forget about your oil. He didn't forget. Some of you, you ever go, you know, Mark will tell you, you go fishing, you guys will go fishing. You got an oil slick. Even though now you've been out there, you know what I'm saying? You start chumming that water, Todd. What has, man, you start seeing that, you can see this slick for miles. Why? Because even all that oil in that ocean, even though that ocean's so big, that oil slick, see, you can, you, you, you can see it from the boat. Why? Because that oil, even though it's in all that water and all that stuff, you think like, there's billions of gallons of water in here. How are you going to see that look? Because that oil rises to the top. Come on. God's seen your oil. He's seen what you poured out. Man made it for God, but God didn't. Come on, somebody. 
I'm talking about the stuff you pour. Those tears mattered. Those prayers mattered. That stuff mattered. This ain't hype. God seen it. Just don't stop pouring it out. Don't stop. Don't stop. What do you have? Here's the biggest problem we get sometimes with point number three. You can't hold back what you have fearing God won't fill it up. Isn't that what we do? Man, I don't want, I don't want to give that or I don't want to do that or I don't want to sow that. Last time I sowed that in my life, didn't look like I, you know, it made a difference. Didn't look like, you know what I'm saying, church, this, that, your ministry, whatever God called you to do. Come on, man. Don't hold back what you have, fearing God won't fill it up. Let it loose, man. Your purpose, your plan, your calling. Why not? You know, we were talking about that. Why didn't you start the Bible study with the guys at work? Why didn't you do this? Why don't you do that? You got to pour yourself out. Well, I don't want to try this. I don't want to try that. Well, I don't know what it is. Why are you not multiplying what God gave you? Because sometimes we feel like I don't have enough to give. Well, guess what? Until you give away what you got, God can't give you more. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we live in our own little world like, oh, this is me. No, what, why, what, why aren't you mentoring three people? So you can stop focusing on the things you don't have working for you and start working in other people's lives and help people get to where they're going on their journey. You'll forget about the stuff you got. You'll get so excited about what everybody else is doing, you won't even remember. I mean, it's even this thing. I was like, I prayed for these prayers. They weren't even my prayers. I didn't even remember my prayers. I don't even know what I prayed about. But praise be to God, God does. Come on, sometimes you got to get so caught up with investing your life in somebody else or letting go of what you got. How many times do we not do that? God, I don't want to give this because I'm afraid. If I pour it out, you won't fill it up. I got news for you. Anything you give God, he's going to fill up. Amen. Point four, look at this. They're all in the, but you could, they're in there. There's probably 50,000. Supernatural supply as long as you keep using it. That's what happens with us. We stop. What did he say? He said, go get vessels, I'll fill. When you don't bring them no vessels, he stops the miracle provision yeah. of your life. Show up. Let him fill it up. What do you have, lady? I don't have much, but I got a cruise of oil over there. Go get empty vessels and bring them in. Whatever you bring, I'll fill up. Would you bring God? Come on, where's your vision at? Oh, I can't do that. You got this little tiny vision. You're bigger than that. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I bugged my mom. You know, I'm going to really be dating myself here. But you remember, you used to, they used to have those little bathroom cups when you were a kid. You know, like they used to be in like a Dixie cup and a little dispenser. And you like watch, seen it on TV, you're like, oh, I want that. I need that. My mother's like, go get a plastic cup and be quiet. You don't need that stupid thing, right? <laughs> right? But you wanted that dispenser with that little cup. You know when you go to a dentist, they give you that little cup? You know, you get the little cup. How many of you got that little cup vision? You know what I mean? You were so excited about that little cup. Like, Mom, we got to get these things. I seen them on TV. It was a little cup. And if I promise if I got those, I'll brush my teeth every night. Come on, somebody, amen. You know that was a lie. I just wanted the little cup. Come on, right? And how many show up to God with the little cup? You know, every time I go to uh, 7-Eleven, I go get a super big gulp. Even though I'm not going to drink it, it bothers me getting a small. You know what I mean? I go in there, I get the super, everywhere I go, I get the giant cup. Why? I'm crazy. No, she tries to get the little one. I go, no, get the big one. She's like, I'm not going to drink it. I said, throw away the rest. Just mentality. I don't like small. <laughs> Come on. 
right? Come on. Get, change, what, what, where's your vision? Where's, where, 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 yeah. What are you giving God to fill up? He starts talking to you big, you start dumbing it down. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying we're dumb, but you know, oh, no, God, no, 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 no. Why not you? Why not now? Why not this year? Why not you? Why not now? Why not this year? Come on. Come on. Why not you? What are you giving God to fill up? He starts talking to you, and you're going to say no before he asks? How can he even? Give him something to fill up this year. Here I am. Fill me up. Use me. You can use me there, God. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do it. This is going to be my year. Might be workplace. Might be this. Might be that. Might be church. Might be. So I, it was funny. Um, somebody left the morning service. I just preached. Fill it up. He said, I got to get involved in media. I said, okay, go see Tim. I got him with Tim before he left the building. He don't even live here. He lives in London. <laughs> now you all know who I'm talking about. But he's, he's here for a couple months. He's like, while I'm here, I need to do something. I loved it. I was like, that's what I'm saying. Like, let God go use you. You got something nobody in the world's got. You can do stuff no one else in the world can do, only you. That's why God, God designed you for what you do. I can't do what you do, and if I try to do it, all I am is a duplicate. You are the original. Why do you want to die a copy when God made you original? Go be the best version of you you can be. Man, that set me free. I was in Bible school, and I, I, and I had to preach, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm not doing this. And I was freaking out, and the guy told a story. He had... One guy in front of him who has a church now of 15,000, and the other guy was in back of him, has a church probably about 12,000. To this day, these guys had it early. And he said he was in the middle. And he said, I was so freaking out because he's like, this guy's a better preacher. That guy's a better preacher. I can't even preach. And he said this. I don't remember the guy's class. I had the guy. It was, you didn't even have him. It was Redmond. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to Raymond. I got to preach. I'm like, I, I don't even know how to do this, man. I don't even think I'm supposed to be here. I never forget what he said. Ricky, I never forget what he said. So good. He said, oh, this is what God told me. Because he had, he, who he had was Bishop Butler. He had Bishop Butler in front of him, who's got multiple locations. And he had Reggie Scarborough, who's in back of him, who's got Lakeland and got like 12,000 or whatever he's got. And he, at that, he, they could see it then. And he said, I was in the middle. And he said these words changed my life forever. He said, God told me, I'll anoint your personality, and there's only one of you in the earth. I take my anointing, I put it on your personality, and I make you the most unique individual in the world because there's only one of you. So when I try to be Bishop Jakes, I'm missing it because I try. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It don't work. <laughs> I try real hard, but don't work. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on. When I try to be, I can't. Why? Because I'm the only me. So God took his anointing put it on me. That's why I made it different and unique because there's only one of me in the world. So as long as I stay in me and let him keep anointing me, guess what? I'm an individual you've never seen before. So are you. God takes his anointing, puts, his, puts it on you, puts you in the workplace, puts you in this, puts you there. Why do you think you got that favor? God put his anointing on you and put it together, and there's only one of you in the world. Why do you want to be somebody else? Because the moment you come out of you, you lose your identity of the uniqueness of what God made you to be. Why would I want to be you when I could be me? You be you, I'll be me, and guess what we'll be? We'll be perfect together. Why? Because God has anointed you for such a time as this. Give him something to fill up. It's going to last as long as you keep using it. Look at the next one. Here's the key to miracles in your life. Multiplication will keep happening, but multiplication, the miracle of multiplication will stop when you don't bring anything to God to fill up. Come on, man. What are you bringing to God this year to fill up? 
Come on, there's oil in your house. Come on, where's, where, where's the goals at? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Where's, where's the vision at? Where's the dream? Well, see, miracles stop happening. Remember with the miracles with the loaves? What did he say? He said, what do we, what do we have? same thing. What do we have? We don't have enough. He said, if you take what you got and you keep breaking it, the miracle of provision will take place. When did the miracle of the bread stop? The minute they stopped breaking it. When did the miracle of the oil stop? The minute they stopped giving God something to fill up. If you don't keep breaking and letting him fill, guess what's going to happen? The miracles of God in your life will slow down. Get a vision for 2023 so big it scares you. Go to God and be like, God, this is my year. I'm here. Fill me up. Come on, man. Fill me up. This is going to be the best year of my life because I'm going to do something different with the rest of my life. You got to dream it again. You got to believe it again. You got to expect it again. And some of you, this is what I heard, you're going to go back to the beginning when God spoke to you. God gave you a vision in the beginning and it was so loud and clear, and then we all do life and we do this, but God's taking some of you full circle to bring you right back to the place he spoke to you about fulfilling the destiny that he gave you because it's your dream, nobody else's. I'm telling you, you think I'm kidding? Let me tell you something about God. I don't know a lot about him, but I only know a little bit. He'll bring your life full circle and bring you right back to the beginning of what he spoke to you, and he'll make sure you fulfill it. And it's what happens, though. A lot of you, a lot of things, you know, hurt comes in and all this stuff and all that and disappointment and lack of, bump all that junk. Bump that. Don't let that stop you from your destiny. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't let stuff, none of that stuff stop you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because when somebody else stopped believing in you, God never stopped. It's true. And the last one, number six, and Pastor Liz had a great idea about this. I like this. She's always making me better. You're, you're, you're getting out of debt. Now, this is big. And the oil of provision is flowing your way. Now, this is bigger than debt. I want to read this. So God, I said, why are you giving me this scripture? I don't even understand what this thing means. And I studied the last part of it. Then she came to him. Remember this? And he said this. He got her out of debt. He said, go pay your debt. Look at verse 4, 2 Kings 4, 7. This is really good because it's more than debt. I'm going to show you what the Hebrew meaning means, and now you know why I preach this thing. Because Hebrews is pictures. Letters are pictures. They mean stuff. I'm going to explain to you. So look up here. Right? 2 Kings 4 and 7. They'll pop it up there. You got that? You're getting out of debt. This is your year. You're getting out of lack. You're breaking it. Then she came and told the man of God. He said to her, go and pay your debt and your sons will live, and you'll live the rest on it. Listen to this word debt, because this is what God spoke to us. This is for you. I said, all right, what's debt mean? So you got to go look in the Hebrew. Hebrew, you get it like the numbers. I'm not like no Hebrew scholar. Please stop with me, all right? But it, the number N and the number S mean pictures in the Hebrew language. So letters equal numbers, and pictures are based upon words in the Hebrew. Okay, if you study Hebrew, I don't study Hebrew, so forget it. I butcher English bad enough. I got to go become Hebrew, right? So you study. So the picture graph of that statement, debt, that word debt, this is the picture graph. If I can give you a picture of when he says debt, what he's meaning, this is what he's meaning, and you're going to want to write this down. Not all of it, I'll tell you when. It's the picture of a seed representing continuance. That's the end of the letters. Just stay with me. The S side of it is a picture of representing pressure, okay? Here's the combination. Write this down. 
That word debt in Hebrew means a continual pressing. Just write it down. That's what it means. So continual pressing. Did you get that? So when he says release you with a debt, it's not just the money. It's the continual pressing. Because how many of you know debt in the natural, why do you think they call it a mortgage? It's a death gauge. You don't think so? Look it up. That's what the word means. God, now listen, I got one, you got one. It's not a problem. I, I don't have a problem with debt because I'm a sharp guy. I don't want to pay taxes. Say that out loud? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that? Go see him. Pop, help me, man. They got to help. We should, do, we, should let, we should let you guys do a seminar to teach these people how to prosper. It would be really good because people don't understand. This system is meant to help you succeed, man. But people that, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't know, you, you, you trust me, it ain't helping you. We should bring you and you, pol you polish some of these guys up. You go, look at all, all, all the law guys are like, oh, God, Pastor Chris, help me get me out of trouble. Uh, you're not going to get in trouble. It's legal. Right? So look, a picture of continual pressure. So here's the word. It is, in, it is basically this. It's an imposition such as debt or deception which causes oppression. So this continual pressing is what? From debt or basically it's from deception which causes oppression. Pressure. So I said, great. Why are we preaching this? He said, you tell them they're coming out of the oppression of the past now. You're coming out of pressure. You're coming out of all, that just ain't the debt. Some of you got to get out of physical debt, you know, money debt. Some of you got to get out of this debt. But you're coming out of the pressure of oppression that's been showing up all through every year, trying to take your joy, trying to take you this, trying to get you offended, trying to get you oppressed, trying to get you depressed, battles, stuff, drama, junk, garbage, devil, press, junk. From now on, you're coming out. Why? Because that's what God said. So now you're either going to grab it and run with it or not. So Pastor Liz had a cute little thing. So I like this. You can do this for me. She's the best. Right? If God's going to break you out, how's he going to do it? Because this is what he said. He said there's oil in your house. So this is what he said. This is exactly what he said. She had a physical idea of it. I liked it. I like what she did. She said, here's the thing. He said he told her. This is what he told her. Now, when you got that, right, this year, that's you. You're going to face, no, you got it. You can, that you're going to face stuff. You're going to face the oppression. You're going to face this junk. You're going to face the natural. You're going to face the physical. You're going to face all this stuff because you got to face off with some of this junk. It ain't going to be easy, but God's going to be faithful. But here's what he said. He said, you just remember this, that when you take what he told you to do and you pour out, maybe that's your prayers, maybe that's your faith, maybe that's your life, I thought that, 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 you'll never forget this analogy. When you take that and you just keep pouring yourself out, here's what he said. The moment you start pouring out, this is what God said. That's when I'm going to start what? When you pour out your prayers, you pour out your tongues, you pour out your this. He said, the moment you start pouring out, that's when I'll start pouring in. Come on, somebody. 
you got to remember, you're going to start pouring out. He's going to start pouring in. You start pouring out your prayers. Some of you are going to start pouring out your tears. Don't worry about it. I told you those liquid prayers. It's going to be all right. You start pouring out of your life, and he said, I'm going to start pouring in. When you start getting to that place in life where, God, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to pour out what I got to. And when you pour out, that's when God's going to pour in. And he ain't going to stop because that's what he said he's going to do. So this is what we did. She went, she went to town. I come up with these ideas. And then she's going to take communion with you guys. But check, check this out. She went and did this. So I said, there's oil in your house. You're going, everybody, every family's going to get one of these. This is, this is, it's olive oil for crying out. Don't, don't usually, don't cook it, this stuff. There's like frankincense in here. I don't know, she's like a mixologist in here. Yeah, I don't know what else is in here. This ain't like, you know, don't go making no eggplant with this. You get in trouble, all right? But, but it's definitely Italian olive oil because you know Italians make the best oil. Come on, right? But this is symbolic. This means nothing. It's oil. It's like God reminded me, he said, it's like, take, there's no gimmick in this. Like, there's no, this is like taking communion. When you eat, you're going to take communion with Pastor Liz. When you eat that cracker, it's symbolic of Jesus' body being broken. When you drink, when you drink, when you drink that grape juice, it's symbolic of the blood that was shed. When you look at this, you're going to put this somewhere in your house. And this year, when you go to, when you believe for that promise, and your head's a little like, I don't know, man, you're going to go, there's oil in my house. There's enough of me and God to win. Next time you got a battle, and they say, you're going to say, you're going to look at this and say, there's enough oil in my house. There's enough of God in me and in this house to produce what we're believing God for. When they say, I got enough, I'm more than enough because he's with me. There's oil in my house. It's going to be a point of contact for you to believe everything God said he can do and would do in your life. What are you going to do? I don't know. Put on your windowsill. Put it in your prayer closet. Put it somewhere. Leave it in your purse. She's tapping her purse. I'm going to leave it in my purse. Put it in a Ziploc bag. It might get a little greasy, but praise God. Right? But you're going to what? I'm going to go look, and when, 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 the, when this year, when the report of the Lord comes, and it might not, what are we going to do? There's enough oil in my house. I'm going to overcome. When they say, oh, I don't know, you don't look qualified. Praise God, there's enough oil in my house. You're going to go back to a place of faith and remember the word of God that God gave you that as long as you stay in where you're supposed to and pour out what you got, I'll pour in what you need. Come on. As long as you keep seeking them when it's not easy to seek them and you keep pressing when it's not easy, you should have quit by now, bro. Man, you hush your mouth in the church. You know how many times I should have quit? I ain't quitting. Oral Roberts said that. I seen him say it. it I, was in, I was in Anaheim, California or somewhere. I was in Anaheim. I, got, I came late. Sometimes it's good to go late to a meeting. I went to the Anaheim Convention Center way too late. And they had to fill the front. So they put me in there. Man, I, Ken Copeland scared me. And he did. He got steel blue eyes. You ever see Brother Copeland? Like they're like, like, like he looks like an eagle for crying out loud. He scared me. And, and Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts walked, was there. And um, all these guys, giants. And Oral Roberts, are like, he said this testimony. He goes, what would you do if they died if you were in the prayer line? He said, I'd go pray for the next one. Because they were trying to bust his chops. I don't live by what I see. And I sure ain't going to base my relationship with God on what I see. I'm going to base my relationship with God on his word. Shows up in my front door, there's enough oil in the house to win. 
It's in your house. It's in your body. It's in the church. You ain't alone, man. We all with you. There's oil in my house. Your marriage gets funny. Oil in the house. Kids get a little wayward. There's oil in the house. Bro, anoint those little jokers with this. Take it out. Drip them down with it, man. I don't care what you're going to do. Lay hands on them, man. There's oil in your house to overcome every obstacle you're going to face. God promised it. Amen. And you got to be like her. What? I have a need. Tell him what your need is. And then once you know the need, he already produced the supply. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all these guys. I thank you for the season of life where they're at. I thank you for where they're going and what they're doing. I thank you, Lord, that as they take communion together, we're going to see the greatest season of life of increase like never before. And, Father, I thank you for blessing them, keeping them, watching over them, Lord. And let this season be the season they discover the greatness of who they are and what could they do. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.